Hey. Well, you staring at me like a creepy like over that mic there. Well, maybe that works because... I mean, you're, you're like this. It's like all I see is your eyes and your eyebrows and your head's like down. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. We've had this discussion. Uh, I on believe air? in the paranormal. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, we've talked about aliens on the show, but have we yes. ever talked about ghosts? I don't know. I don't You ever heard of a cyber ghost? Uh, I think so, yeah. Like on a like one that lives in a computer? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. So I'm, I'm convinced. I'm one. convinced. And I, uh, not even convinced. I know they exist. Because mm. I did something a long time ago online that has continued to haunt me to this day. It's called a virus, my friend. No, it's not a virus. Okay. I did a build thread, if you remember those, on forums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've contributed to a few. Okay. I did a build thread on on actually like four forums at the same time, and it was literally a copy and paste thing. Mm-hmm. Different comments that. in between them, but it was yep. different forums I was on, copy and paste. To this day, I still get calls, people asking tech questions. Hmm. Because in that, at the time, I owned a business, and my business advertisement banner was on the bottom, oh. and apparently is still on some of them. Nice. So, it's a ghost. Nice. I still I have like the same it. phone number. That business is shut down. Nice. Uh, in fact, you remember Route 55 Transport. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. back in those days. Yep. Is gone. But the ghost of Route 55 Transport was my Cummins 12-valve to G56 six-speed swap. Nice. You want to talk a little bit about that today for episode 56? I do, because I have questions, too, for you on that. I I remember when you did Everyone has questions. (laughs) And we've talked about it before. That's the best part. (laughs) I'm still wondering. Let's talk. Let's let maybe some people that maybe this will be a ghost of an episode. Maybe people will listen to it eight years from now and actually get the tech information. So I don't need to get a phone call every two. No, they're still going to call you. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll just put a different phone number. We'll put down Andrew, the producer's phone number. Oh, problem solved. Let's do it. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. (laughs) Oh, he did not like that. Uh, true, true. <laughs> I think means he's going to have to voice over your phone number in there, so we'll get to hear him talk. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, so, how are you doing right now, good? good. I'm all right, I'm all, all right. right. It uh, was an interesting night. Yeah? That's about it. Inter- interesting night? I kind of had a lot Oh, previous night, previous yes, night. Yes, yes, okay, yes, right. yes. Yeah, I'm not doing that for a while, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, like our last episode when we never? had a little... Yeah, no, I won't say never. Oh. I always learn you never say never. Where <laughs> we had a little bit too much uh, apple juice. and uh, It was rum. Who are we kidding? Okay, all right. We had a little bit too much rum on the last episode. We had a good time. Good episode. Oh, yeah. Audio quality great was time. great. We were just talking about that. Take a word for it. All right. 
Uh, well, I always listen, like I've said before, I every know, episode I once. I just once. Yeah. I, I I rarely go back and listen to them again, but I use yeah. it for for quality. Listen, I mean, not that I I trust Andrew greatly, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you never know. I might catch something where there's a jump or a skip or or something. I I have yet to do that. Mm-hmm. I think in in fifty six episodes, there's been maybe uh, four times where I've said, "Hey, we got a weird volume thing going on right mm-hmm. now" or something, and that's been about it. So yeah. uh, his his producing capabilities have been far above anything i could ever do that, yes yes your, your computer's haunted so we well, they, you well yeah that. there you go so my haunted computer speaking yeah. of that um like i said this is episode 56 and uh last up last on the last episode we talked about what could we do for 56 and then mm-hmm. you said maybe the 56 napco again and maybe we'll do a rehash of that eventually Be honest, i completely forgot i suggested that even yeah and then Oops. i then i started to mention the uh the t56 which is a car like corvette transmission and mm-hmm. i was like oh that's not something well then i forgot about the g56 yeah which bad on me because i am one of the fathers of that transmission I don't want to know the mechanics of that. I don't want to know. I'm out. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> okay, a little, little backstory. We we'll tell- go to that after the after show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our little backstory. We tell stories on this uh, on this Ooh, show all the time, and this even predates Andrew, the producer. Mm-hmm. But it does not predate you and I knowing each other. It doesn't predate him. He was around. Well, he was around. I just didn't know him. I had never yeah. met him yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you, you weren't doing that when you were like six, dude. No, no, no. That transmission wasn't even around yet. Um, <laughs> my businesses, I've had a number of businesses over the years, mm-hmm. and in reality, the same business has morphed into other businesses over the years. Yeah. Um, legally, I've had three different businesses. Mm-hmm. We know the Gigolo Service was one. What yeah, yeah that was one, yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one failed miserably. Nobody would pay him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I still have people out in collections. I mean, on they that did one. pay him, and they paid him to leave, oh, keep his okay. clothes on. <laughs> uh, no, I I started out as a young man, really in the first days of people selling things over the internet with mm-hmm. uh, what I called Keith's Hot Rod Shop. I remember the and name. I sold antique car parts, mm-hmm. um, antique cars all over the world. Um, we've told stories before about oh, how yeah. I sold a car to Saddam Hussein. I mean, it's all sorts of weird things. We've never talked about that one on the air, though. Haven't we? I thought I we did. I don't know if I remember that Pretty one. Pretty sure we did. Uh, you and I have um, a long time ago. I, I've sold cars all over the place. Nice. And uh, so I, I was operating under a DBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a legal Doing business as. Yeah. For those of you who don't Legal know. DBA. <laughs> And when it started to build up to a certain level of success, mm-hmm. uh, my accountant said, hey, you really need to go and get an LLC. Okay. Went to go get an LLC. There was already a Keith's Hot Rod shop like down in Tennessee or something like uh, that that actually built cars. So he said, well, you need to do something different. Yeah. And at the time, I started. I was getting into 4x4s and stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. So I played around with a bunch of different names, and we ended up coming up with um route 55 uh it was like route the original name which got changed very quickly so that's why i don't even quite remember it it was something like route 55 4x4 supply or something like that okay okay and um and and at that point my business had morphed into the point where it was about 90 percent 4x4 parts Uh, i was doing very little antique car stuff a little bit but not not much and um so it became route 55 
And there, so there may be the question. Maybe you're going to ask where did Route 55 come from? No, yes. You don't care? Yeah, not really. Oh, let's keep going with it. But, yeah, I mean, they might want to know. Oh, they might want to know. Okay. Well, <laughs> when you pique uh, my curiosity, you can't leave me hanging 55 uh, at the time, um, I'm not necessarily somebody that believes in, like, lucky numbers, mm-hmm. but I had, in the same year, the number 55 seemed to be popping up, like, every couple weeks for something. I got a few numbers like that for me. And it was just, it was always there on the forefront, and yeah. I was like... Okay, um, and I, you know, I was thinking like the old Route 66. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's kind of a play on Route 66. Now there is yeah. a real Route 55. It's on the East Coast, and historically, it was going to be the East Coast version of Route 66. Okay, and it never fully materialized. There's yeah. like maybe a couple hundred miles of it left. Oh, okay. uh, it was an old project, but yeah. Um, so we weren't on Route 55. It just it was kind of a name. Mm. It was a fake name. We had this cool shield emblem that a friend of mine made up. And, nice. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it was a parts supply business. Mm-hmm. We bought a building. Um, we were selling a lot of, at the time, axles and engines. Yeah. All four by four axles and diesel engines and things like that. We were selling them all over the country. Mm. Having a really, really hard time getting reliable freight shipping options, which today is still a little bit of a problem. As we talked before the show, I still was (laughs) having an issue with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was having trouble with these these you know reliable freight shipping options, Mm. and I I started having customers, and you know like anything, it starts out small. Yeah, I'd have somebody call me up and be like, uh, "Oh, I'm in Cleveland," which is Cleveland's a five hour drive from us, four or five five, hour drive. Yeah, yeah, and. I'm in Cleveland. Uh, you know, the local freight place is saying that it's going to be $600 to get it to me, the mm. engine or whatever. And I, eh, I'll bring it to you for 400 bucks. Nice. Okay, fine. So I started doing that. I started doing mm. all these short hauls in between yeah. with the business. Well, somehow that developed a, uh, you know, people started to hear about it. And, you know, they were like, hey, let's... Uh, you know, they call me and they say, hey, I heard you're going to, you know, so-and-so in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and you're coming back to the greater Detroit area. I bought a vintage Suburban or whatever. Mm-hmm. How much to bring it back from Cleveland? Okay. Nice. And it was it was a business I went into completely by accident, completely yeah. by mistake. But by the end of 2009, I was full on into the transport business. I recall that. That yeah. was, well, shortly after I knew you. Or met you. <laughs> yeah, drove all over the country, yeah. um, up to Alaska, out to California, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought... Um, I, I, you, we, you ever drive out to Hawaii? No, I've been to Hawaii, but I never drove. Oh, I'd like okay. to, but... That, that would be an interesting feat. I would love to see that. Well, you could do it in an amphicar or a duck or something, right? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how those would handle the waves. I don't know. How far off of the coast of California is Hawaii? It's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. But well, how many miles? I don't know. Maybe three thousand miles. That, right, that's a lot further than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's a far away. Yeah. Oh, he's he's gonna look. He's gonna look it up. I, I really want to know now because I'm. Two thousand four hundred sixty-seven. I was pretty close. Twenty-four sixty-seven miles. Twenty-four sixty-seven. Wow, that'd be a long way. So anyway, yeah, so you're anyways. not gonna have the fuel range in that. Sorry. Uh, speaking of fuel range, um, 
I was delivering originally with kind of my family beater. Uh, mm-hmm. My original delivery truck was a 454 Chevy gasoline truck that got about <laughs> five miles a gallon. Nice. Didn't work out real well. Wasn't real profitable. Yeah. Doing more of this, I said, okay. I went and bought an old uh, Dodge uh, Cummins diesel extended cab, 1997, mm-hmm. two-wheel drive. I know, heaven forbid. I know the guy you got it from. Yeah, 12 valve. No, that's yeah. a, no, that was the first one I got. This is the I white that one. Was no, the gray one I got from your buddy. Yeah. The white one was my actual delivery truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that other engine was destined for the other truck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I bought I bought the um, this used 97 Dodge truck mm-hmm. with an MV4500 five-speed transmission. Yeah. Great little transmission on the weekend behind the Cummins. Mm-hmm. And started running that all over the country and ran that for about, I don't know, two years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And on my way back from a haul in Florida, fifth gear blew up. Nice. Lost it. Uh, It's an external mounted fifth gear that's in the NV4500. And so it was like an old four-speed at that point. But being with a diesel, I was now limited at like 60 miles an hour tops. 55, 60. Yeah. No no overdrive. So you're listening to that song, I can't drive 55 a lot. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) So I determined... That I was going to swap in a more durable transmission. Mm-hmm. Did a ton of research, and you know I looked into okay MV fifty six hundred, which was the six speed that replaced the MV forty five hundred, yeah. but it was behind the twenty four valves, and they had a lot of durability problems. Pretty much the same bummer. durability problems, if not if not worse than the MV forty five hundred had. Yeah, that's a bummer. <clears throat> it really you, is. You'd think they'd fix that when they go a step up. Exactly. And I looked at, like, the Eaton Fuller six speeds. Mm. Um, I looked at even crazy idea of putting, like, a Road Ranger 10-speed out behind it. All different things. That sounds awesome. It would have been. That sounds um, expensive. <laughs> but, well, this was, what I eventually settled on, I said, well, the new Cummins trucks, now they don't, as of this recording, yeah. we talked about this in a previous episode, but the new Cummins trucks at the time came with what was called the G56 Six speed manual transmission. Okay. It's a long name, but okay. Well, it's G fifty six. Ah. Yes. And it's a uh um it's a it was a Daimler Chrysler. It was a German built transmission mm-hmm. built out of Brazil. Okay? okay, out of a plant in Brazil. So other than tasty nuts come in the package with it when you get it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh, for cool. sure. There's a couple cool. of them jammed in it. Yeah. Nice, um, nice. So I was like, okay, um, here's this I don't want to say broke, I was doing okay, but Here's this guy on, on a budget, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I get this harebrained idea. Wait, I'm, wait, harebrained? How the hell did you get that? Did I have hair back then? I don't think I did. Actually, no, no, I, 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 I haven't had hair for a while. No. no, you may not have. Further, 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 how did you get that kind of? I got this <laughs> idea that I'm going to swap this six-speed trans, mm. brand new six-speed trans, into my 1997 12-valve truck, which I like it. sounds easy-peasy. No. In reality, no, it kind of was, but there was a lot of things I had to figure out to do it. I, I remember some of that. I remember when you did it, and I remember we, we talked a lot about that at the time. Yeah. That, um, that was still during the heyday of uh, Project XJ, too. So that was, Yeah, exactly. I was dealing with my own stuff and trying to learn about what you're doing, and I just I couldn't compute a lot of it. This would have been... I understood nothing back then. This would have been, um, I think... Mid 2011, when I did this, if I remember, sounds about right. And I had done a bunch of research 
And I was like, there has to be somebody that's done this because the G56 yeah. six-speed had been out since 2008. Okay. So at that time, it was only a uh, three-year-old trans at yeah. best. Um, I'm sorry. I think it had been out since 2006. Yeah, 2006. But uh, I could be wrong on this. It's been so long now. Yeah. Um, but it had been out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Did a ton of research. I'm looking on forums. I'm looking, you know, Facebook people didn't do a lot of stuff with cars at the time. Yeah. So I'm looking at forums. I'm looking websites. I found reference to another long haul hotshot trucker, which is what I did. I hauled mm-hmm. a 42 foot enclosed trailer, antique cars and motorcycles all yeah. over the country with the business. Um, hotshot trucking with my 97 Dodge. Mm-hmm. I found another guy that had, actually, it was a 97, if I remember correctly. And he had done kind of a really short blip of a write-up swapping out to that transmission, to the G56, without really any tech information. It was like, I pulled out the MV4500, I did this. Yeah. There were a couple things that he did in his swap that were kind of hacky. Oh. And... I've seen that in a lot of the stuff I've done, too. It's like... Yeah, I know you do a lot of hacky stuff. No, no, I'm I'm finding write ups people that do that, and it's like it would take you two extra hours to do this the right way, and then you know why are you? Yeah, so like if I remember correctly, this guy had done this hodgepodge clutch hydraulic setup. Mm -hmm. He had uh, cut the heck out of the floor of his truck to (sighs) make the. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, man, I think it's easier than that, but you got to use the right combination of parts. Yeah. And I even tried contacting the guy. I sent him a PM through whatever forum or something I found mm-hmm. him on. Never heard anything back. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to buy one of these transmissions and come hell or high water, I'm going to figure out how to put it in my truck, even yeah. though they're not really necessarily meant to go together. I love that part of the builds like that, where you, you figure out what bolts on to make it work like it should be there. Well, that, my that favorite was part of project. That was the beauty of this. I yeah. didn't know how much custom stuff I was going to have to get into. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wanted that transmission. Yeah. I knew I had a pretty good chance of being able to bolt together 90% of it. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a very, it's one of the best rated manual transmissions to ever go behind a Cummins. Yeah. But probably the best transmission in the Dodge Cummins they ever used. Mm-hmm. And even better than the automatics because the Cummins like to spit those suckers out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so our friend Bob's, I just talked to him the other day, and he's been on, he's number seven in his Dodge. Good Lord. Yeah, and his automatics. So and he's on that truck. There's your new- problem, Bob. Fix it right. Put a stick in. Jeez. <laughs> I've told him that. I've told him that. Well, now it's official. <laughs> yeah. It's on the And air. you could do that with what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. So there you go, Bob. Fix it right. Uh, and Bob listens too. So yeah, Bob. G56 time, buddy. Yes. Here's how you're going to do it, you know? If I remember right, I know a guy who's got one at a discount. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. So um, this is what I decided to do, and obviously there's some trials and tribulations, so mm. why don't we start with that right after the break? I was just going to say that. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like it. See you in a minute. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. 
Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. All right, we're back, and we're, we're talking some tech, kind of a tech-heavy episode, but we're telling some stories here at the same time. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm Keith of, uh, well, formerly Route 55 Transport, formerly <laughs> Thin Line Off-Road. Uh, hey. Still Keith of Thin Line Off-Road, I, but... I have a name tag, see? And that's Johnny Orange of Orange. Yes. I'm just Johnny <laughs> Orange of Orange. There you go. <laughs> So, I really should have picked something better than citrus. So I started researching the like avocado. Oh my gosh. <laughs> John John avocado. There, avocado. That avocado green used to be a very common color in the Jeeps back in the seventies. I believe I've seen this, yeah. In the Wagoneers. Yeah. Then maybe I would have come up with that phrase uh where they get them from Mexico. That stupid little jingle. You avocados. Completely lost me. Avocados from Mexico. Yeah. You've not heard that jingle? Are you are you talking Juan Valdez from Colombia? No. Okay. It's a I, it's a commercial for avocados, like the amazing and let's just you realize forget I haven't about, had like it. cable television in probably seven ye- eight years. I've never had it. Or satellite. It's on the radio. It's on TV. You've radio never hasn't heard worked this? in Project Excursion in years. It, it works on and off intermittently. I mean, I don't hear commercials. Or see them very much anymore. Anyway, all right. Yeah. That, Besides, that, that, you should be driving a Kia from someone plays Kia. But no, no, just no. <laughs> don't start that again. I finally got that out of my head. Uh, Non-Michigan listeners are like, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. In the state of Michigan, we have been listening for probably at this point six or seven years to this Not annoying longer. ad. It feels longer. Yeah, I know. You should be driving a Kia from someplace Kia. For the record, I ever meet that guy, I'm going to hit him right in the face, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, oh, it's on every radio station, always. Every radio station, every TV ad, and it's usually every they play commercial it break, back to back. I've two heard, or I've, three I've, times I've heard two of them back to back oh, before. It's so irritating. <laughs> okay, okay, I would rather hear the general commercials from General RV. Okay, yeah, those are somewhat worse, but are somewhat better, but not not much. Yeah. only because they don't usually go back to back. Okay, so anyway, anyway, so let's save some time and get back on track. Yeah, back on back on track. <laughs> So, like you do when you get into a project, I started researching the heck out of the G56, mm. the transmission itself, and I'm glad that I did because I found out quite, and I did look at my notes again because I, I, like I said, it's been a while. I did a write-up. It's been, well, now we're looking at nine years since I did this. Yeah. So, that, back to the ghost thing, people are still calling me about this thing from the mm-hmm. internet nine years ago. But uh, the G56 came out in 2005 yeah. as an optional transmission in the um, Dodge trucks. You could still okay. get the NV5600 yeah. for a, a couple of years. So it was kind of like an either or. <laughs> Damn, and I think easy. it was like if you got the heavier duty, you got the G56. And mm-hmm. eventually they just said, we're putting the G56 in them all because we don't have as many problems as we do with the NV5600. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, so I'm just going to read this off real quick, just the, the percentages mm-hmm. on here. But I, I discovered something that I, oh, man, and it just disappeared on me, didn't it? And that'll happen. Oh, here we go. Okay, from 2000 to 2000, 2005 to 2008 is, the, is technically when they made the G56. Okay. 2009 to, I, in this article it says current, and I wrote this article, but um, it, now we know is 2019. Yeah. So 10 years. Technically, it was called the G56A, small letter A. Okay. 
The difference is that the early version, the first three years, used a 0.79 overdrive ratio, mm -hmm. and that the current model used a 0.74 overdrive ratio, so slightly better overdrive yeah. ratio. Nice. Now, there was a bunch of, at the time, rumors, and they're still unsubstantiated to me because I have not dug into them enough, and I'm mm. sure that maybe, in fact, I'm going to say this right now, if there's a trans expert out there listening to this and you can comment on 4x4 Talk or something, go on 4x4 Talk on Facebook, that's our Facebook uh, group, go on there and say, hey, I was listening to you guys, and here's the uh, God's honest truth on this thing, yeah. but um, there's a number of sources online that say the G56A has a stronger main shaft, and that some of the internal parts were better as well, that they were actually cryogenically treated parts. Oh. Um, where they, they do that, where they freeze yeah. the metal to get the atoms straight. So yeah. um, I have heard other sources say that that was just a rumor. So I don't know. Is it truth? Is it rumor? Yeah. Um, I guess without like finding some German dude that works for Daimler to, mm. to confirm, we're not going to know. I mean, we could get the parts and just get them tested. Uh, well, there's that, but but then we got to budget that. Somehow. My biggest reason <laughs> for wanting the the um, the 09 and newer mm -hmm. was because I wanted the slightly better overdrive ratio for better fuel mileage, yeah. and supposedly the strength. You know, yeah. so so I went and I said, all right, well, you know, this is 2011. I just need a two year old transmission at at best. Where do I get one from? You know, mm -hmm. no, I can't get one from AutoZone. I can't get one from the Auto parts store, it's going to have to come from a wrecking yard. Yeah. Not a common transmission to find. No, I, I remember, again, I remember where it came from. I think some of it anyways. Well, so, yeah. the, the, the challenge, the first thing, I had a two-wheel drive truck. Mm -hmm. I knew that they had a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive version of this transmission. Mm -hmm. Granted, I had never seen one in person until yeah. I physically had one sitting on my shop floor. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that they were the same transmission. <laughs> the two-wheel drive and the four-wheel drive the two-wheel uh -huh. drive version actually has the six bolt round flange on the back of it yeah the only thing they do to make a two-wheel drive is they bolt a, another flange to the back of it for ah, a drive shaft that's awesome so that's your first thing if you're looking to do a g56 swap mm -hmm. on either a two or a four-wheel drive it doesn't matter just get the same trans it's the same thing here's what i'm wondering how's the length i don't know if you were going to get to that length of that trans compared to 45 all right all right we'll wait till then. We're we'll wait till that. then so um so I'm looking all over for one. I finally uh, found a two-wheel drive. I could have gotten a 4x4 one, probably much more low, but I found mm -hmm. a two-wheel drive one through a internet uh, um, parts search yeah. engine out in Washington State, I think it was, or maybe Oregon. I, I think saying, it was pretty Oregon. sure it was Oregon. That's yeah, what Oregon. I remember it being. And I ordered one, and it was like, it was almost three grand. Yeah. So... Out of an 09 or a 10, so this is a brand new transmission, only had, I think it had like 13,000 miles on it. Sounds about right from what I remember. They palleted this thing, they shipped it to me. Mm. So I get this trans and, and you know, it gets dropped off to me. We drop it on the shop floor. At this point, I'd already pulled the old blown up NV4500 out of the Dodge, mm -hmm. set the two next to each other, and I went, okay, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> because the G56 is physically twice the size of an MV4500. Oh. It is wider. It is significantly taller. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. It's only a quarter of an inch longer. Really? It's the same length as a four-wheel drive huh. MV4500. So nice. If Dodge guys out there, if you want to go MV4500 to a G56, you do not have to change your drive shafts. 
Nice. That's a nice bonus. Yeah. That's a real nice bonus. Yeah. And the output spline on the G56 is the coarse spline 29 spline, which is the same as the four-wheel drive NV4500 Cummins Trans. Perfect. Disclaimer there, the gas version nv4500 is typically 23 spline in the dodges so, it so it's got to be jeeps. it's got to be the diesel version so yeah, <laughs> yeah it does work for the jeeps yep but the dodge diesel version manual transmission transfer case so if you've got like for example say a 96 or a 94 dodge with an mv4500 and you're going to go with a g56 mm-hmm. you don't have to do any mod no adapters there nice. are people out there and i oh man i wanted to get them there are people on ebay maybe they're not there anymore they used to sell an adapter to adapt your old trans transfer case. You know, your like 1994, yeah. you know, NP241 is what those were, mm-hmm. to a G56. Hmm. And all they sold you was literally like a little, space a little tiny shim, like an eighth inch shim. And that's all wow. it was. It did nothing. And this was an, it was like it was like a wow. sixty dollar adapter they were selling. That's oh. that's just that's just preying on stupid people. That's all. That's, that's I, I don't remember the word for that, but that's highway robbery. Yeah, that works. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, length is pretty much the same. Nice. Um, so I get this thing. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, cool. Bell housing bolt pattern is the same. Now, nice. If you know your Cummins. The bell housing bolt pattern, since the Cummins has been used in Dodge trucks, mm-hmm. has not changed. Nice. All the way up to today. Nice. But, disclaimer there, um, the spacing has changed. Like the, the distance as far as for the clutch to work? Basically, okay. yeah. So, the uh, Cummins engines so use the a bolt. Big... stay the same with the bell housing changes? Pretty much, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Well... No, the well the bell housing bolt pattern is the same. Mm-hmm. The bell housing's integral on the G fifty six. It's it's detachable uh, on the NV forty five hundred. Okay, but if you take a look at it, all the way back to nineteen eighty nine mm-hmm. in the Cummins trucks, uses the same bolt pattern. But the 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 plate on the back of the Cummins in nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety three is really thin. Yeah, it's only I don't know maybe a. One and three quarters inch. Okay. That engine plate only works with those first gen Dodge trucks. Gotcha. If you want to swap a G56 or any modern Cummins transmission behind any Cummins engine or a 4BT, because a 4BT uses the same bolt pattern on the Mm. back of it, you got to use the 94 and newer plate makes sense okay so that's what you got to do so in my case i already had a 97 so i had a 97 plate on the back of my tra- my engine so physically trans up in there bolts to the engine great pilot bearing shaft or pilot bearing size though mm-hmm. bigger on the g56 <laughs> yeah spline shaft bigger and i'm like oh clutch. yeah so that's what i started the looking six clutch wouldn't work well, the problem is G56 uses the dual-mass clutches. Oh. I didn't want to go that route. Yeah, those are funky. And the dual-mass won't work with the 12-valve flywheel. Oh. The flywheel and the clutch have to be matched on those. So you couldn't swap flywheel and the whole shebang out? That's what I ended up doing. Oh, okay then. So <clears throat> what I ended nice. up doing, and this took, 
There was a guy named, and, and I found out later, and I, and please forgive me if you happen to listen and I'm wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure somebody told me. The guy's name was Greg at South Bend Clutch. Mm-hmm. And I heard he's no longer there, retired. I hope he wasn't fired. I don't know. <laughs> or but, worse. Or worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I remember so, his name was Greg. So I used to, this dude from South Bend Clutch. <laughs> yeah. Dude from South Bend Clutch out of Indiana. Called him up. Real technical friendly guy. We got talking about this. Told him what I was going to do. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, man, he goes, I, I've never done that before, but, um, you know, what are your specs? So I started giving him all my measurements and everything. And he says to me, he goes, well, he says, I think what you need to do is go with a single mass clutch like the old MV5600s did, mm-hmm. but your flywheel ring gear is going to be wrong, the spacing for your starter and all that. Yeah. And I said, well, how do I get around that? And he says to me, and this was his disclaimer, he goes, all the specs are indicating that a 05 and newer G56 single mass conversion flywheel Mm -hmm. will work on your old 12 valve. Okay. And as long as it does, we can then put an NV5600 clutch onto it. Nice. And I says, well, how much is this thing? And he says, I don't know, 400 bucks or whatever it was or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I'm going to take the gamble. So I bought the flywheel, mm-hmm. and I I think I held off on the clutch kit until I had the flywheel. Yeah. If I remember right. Makes Ship, sense. Ships it to me. Boom, bolts to the back of the engine. Nice. Starter engages. Started nice. up the engine. Works good. I went from having this thin flywheel to having this really thick flywheel now. Yeah. I remember that thing was beefy, man. (laughs) Still out in the garage. It's the only part I have left of that truck. (laughs) Bummer. Anyways. uh, Couldn't get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. So it it went from, uh, I went from having this narrow little flywheel to this big thick one that that instead of like, it was like 11 and a half up to like a 13 inch clutch or whatever it was. Nice. And went with the MV5600 era um, clutch uh, pressure plate and disc all bolted together. I was able to bolt the trans up to the thing. Nice. So... My next, I had a couple other quick challenges, and were the hydraulics the same? Um, yes, awesome. but there's a but there. Oh, um, and this was something that I to this day I get people that call me and go, mm-hmm. I can't get the MV4500 stuff to work. You use the MV4500 stuff in your mm-hmm. in your write up. It's like yeah, but I mentioned in the write up you had to use the um, push rod. Out of the G56. Mm, it's a different gotcha. length. Yeah. Because the bell housing was a different depth. Oh, yeah. That makes so sense. So if you put the... And I think, that if I remember right, the MV4500 was a shorter one. So if you uh, if you put that in, mm. it wouldn't disengage the clutch fully. Oh. And the difference was like, I don't know, maybe an inch. So well, it's, that's sig- significant. it's significant. Yeah. yeah. So For clutch, I, that's a lot. <laughs> and it, 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 all you do is you just push the push rod into the MV4500, yeah. and it bolts to the bell housing. I had a quick side note. Of, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> that uh, Cherokee I put it out last summer, mm-hmm. the the slave cylinders on the side of the bell housing, took it off. Somebody had used a 6-inch, 3-inch drive extension as the push rod. I remember you telling me. Maybe you showed me a picture. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It works. I, I kept I, the extension in my toolbox. I could have done but, something like that. Who yeah. knows? Um, but, uh, you know, that was, 
how I got that thing bolted up to the engine. Nice. Now, I did have a couple other minor hurdles to go over, and it's not mm-hmm. going to take long to talk about those, but I would yeah. like to mention those when we come back, and then we can wrap this up with some 4x4 talk or whatever. That's good. I got a funny story about a vehicle retrieval we made a couple days ago. Perfect. <laughs> See you in a minute. Is your septic system ready for the spring rains and melting snow? Let the experts at ABC Home and Commercial Services inspect your tank and properly pump it. A little preventative maintenance goes a long way in avoiding a system failure. Call ABC Home and Commercial Services today at 810-794-5678 and they'll be on their way. A septic pump is as easy as ABC. ABC Home and Commercial Services, 810-794-5678. That's 810-794-5678. Should we keep him waiting, John, or should we uh, should we hear your story here? I, I, like, I like your idea. Let's keep him waiting. This is a Cummins-related story. Okay, tell me all about it. it. So, as, as you know, uh, Mr. Henry needed his sand rail back from the museum. Yep. So, unfortunately, that exhibit is presently gone. It may come back. We'll 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 see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was fun having it. Their kids love sitting in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Playing with all the buttons and turning the steering wheel. Yeah, and Andrew, our producer, he took it for a couple test spins. Uh, oh, I forgot I wasn't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, you went down and helped him? No. We're screwing with you. Oh, all right. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, I, you know, we prearranged the time. I went over to uh, Ed's house, give him a hand loading the trailer up sure, to head sure. out there. We get there, and truck's running. You know, he's hooking the trailer up, and I'm looking under it, and something smells just a little off. Okay. And, you know, skunk or something? Gotcha. No, no, it smelled uh, strangely fuel-like. Ooh. So we walk around the truck, come back, and I'm like, man, your exhaust is... And then I, as I'm saying this, it's connecting that the exhaust is about two and a half feet back of where the leak is. Fuel filter. Right where the water level sensor goes into it, looks like it was just drip, 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 Big right on the exhaust, store smoking, original. Oh, yeah. So I've had. Pretty we, sure we've original. actually talked in a previous episode about the box store filters yeah. that uh, I'm, fail, and that's why I buy them from Brackets down in Elgin. I'm now. fairly confident that it's an original filter. Okay, I could be wrong. All right. I didn't look that closely. I crawled. This truck's under and not looked. that old. 16 or 17, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he bought it brand new. Yep. So we crawled under there, and we're looking at it, and it's like, well, looks like it's coming from where the sensor goes in. Mm-hmm. So great. I got a brand new one. So he gets it out, and we look at it. It comes with a brand new O-ring that goes right there for the sensor, and it says, great. Do you have the tools to change it? He goes, no. You need tools to change a fuel filter on it? Uh, To get it to break loose at first, yeah. And he didn't have a wrench big enough to get on the... It's like huh. a hex for the sensor. Okay. Didn't have a wrench big enough. Gotcha. So it's like, well, we can run to your dad's and get the tools. Um, I might at my house. What do you want to do? She says, eh, let's take the girlfriend's Jeep. She's got a 2019 JL Wrangler. Oh, they finally got it? With a towing package. Yeah, I got a... I oh, got, and they towed the sand rail back with it? Uh, we hooked the trailer up to the, the Jeep. And then drove out there with it and towed it back. Okay. So I got a picture of it here. Did you blow up the, the no, jail? No, That's it. Uh, it's loaded. She's got a little squat, but not too Just bad. a little bit, yeah. I mean, I towed with... No, I never did tow with my JK, now that mm-hmm. I think about it. I, no, I didn't. I never had a hitch on that. No. Yeah. 
No, I did. I did because I had the did um, something. Yeah, no, I had the. I drove to Florida with the tailgater thing on the back of it. No, yeah. I, I towed with mine a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. So yeah, she's squatting a little bit, but it was uh, really funny. We come up to the intersection, and his dad likes to rip on him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Don't those only have like a forty-five hundred pound tow rating? Yeah, we were at or slightly above it. Yeah, well, that sandrail <laughs> probably weighs at least that. Oh, that sandrail hardly weighs anything. The trailer though, that's sure? a heavy duty. Oh yeah, well, it's steel on that sandrail. It's actually more aluminum than you would think. The oh, frame is, is steel. Oh, okay. All the floors and paneling are all aluminum. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're at the intersection ready to turn. And money, he's in the girlfriend's, you know, that light teal turquoise color. Kind of, I love the color. Don't get me wrong. But That's a great kind color. Kind of a girly color. No, it's not. Yeah, his dad calls it that. We're ripping on Ed here, so. Okay, you, it's you, a girly color, Ed. You rip on me for all my stuff leaking all over your all driveway. Right, right, it's right. payback time. <laughs> So we're we're at the light in Richmond there to turn. Yeah. They look over and like, hey, Ed, isn't that your dad's truck over there? And his dad drove by with the biggest smile on his face, like, what'd you do, boy? Mm. Well, <laughs> it was that's great. cool Jeep but, though, yeah, man. I... It, it towed great. It worked great. You Is know, that a Rubicon too? No, no. Oh, okay. It's it's just I'm, it's got some upgrades. It's got a towing package, a couple other upgrades, okay. but. No, other than that, as far as I know, it's like bone stock. Okay. And yeah, hooked the trailer up, and you know, temps got a little warm as you'd expect. Sure. But I mean, other than that, it towed great, it hauled great. Wouldn't recommend it for long term, but you know, for short distance like that, it was awesome. Mm. So nothing like a start to your day of a leaky tr- diesel truck to yeah. start it. Yeah. And now a huge puddle on the driveway floor. On the plus side, though. He won't have to worry about rust on most of the back half of the truck now. Well, that's Project Excursion. At least so oh, much yeah. oil, the whole underside of it is just coated. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. People pay for that, sir. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true, man. <laughs> just keep dumping oil. It'll be cheaper. Yeah. Here, but I got I test drove mine again the other day, and nothing less so good. You'll get there, huh? Well, at this point, I think I'm going to drop the tank, drain all the fuel out, rinse it, replace primary filter again, mm-hmm. and just put fresh diesel in it and pray <laughs> to everybody. I'm tired of screwing with it. I talked to another friend, suggested I might have to do another filter. Yeah. It was before I could go to 60 miles an hour. Would anything over, it would do it. This time it did it at about 50. Gotcha. But from where it stalled out to home, I drove 40 the whole time. No problem. Runs great. Idles beautifully. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Someday. That or there might be an insurance job that happens. (laughs) There you go. I uh, mean, uh, uh, no, no, no. I would never do something like that to my beloved Pegasus. Yeah, no. Um, All right, so anyways, so, so we kept people, <laughs> we kept people waiting long enough on this yeah, G fifty six yeah. thing. Um, I, I said that it bolted into the truck, and it did. Mm-hmm. However, there were there's a couple of caveats to that. Okay. Um, first uh, of like all, caviar. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, it is very good, isn't it? I've never actually had it. Um, <laughs> the I had gone back to, like I said, to that, that previous guy that had done the swap, mm-hmm. and he had cut his floor pan and raised it like two inches. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm measuring, and I'm measuring, and I'm measuring. Now, the shifter hole came out in the exact same spot as the MV4500. Okay. And I'm like, there's no way that that trans is that tall. Yeah. Because I had the MV4500, I want to say, maybe had two and a half inches or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a significantly taller trans, but I'm like, yeah. seems like she had at least a half an inch of clearance there. Mm-hmm. I figured out that 
if I tilted the Cummins engine back far enough, and I actually had to jack up on the front of the harmonic balancer, mm -hmm. I could bolt the trans, and I could get it back up into spot with it almost rubbing on the bottom of the floor, but nice. it fit without any floor modifications. Nice. With that being said, I learned the hard way that when I jacked up the front of it, I jacked it up so hard that I'd popped one of the turbo or the intercooler boots off. <laughs> Fun. And I only popped it almost off. Oh. So it let no. go when I was in Nevada. <laughs> okay. And then I put it back on. Nice. But I, I didn't realize I'd loosened up. I think it was the bottom one. Yeah. Um, when I took it back, the trans back out much later, I learned that you have to pop off the intercooler, uh, bottom intercooler tube. Gotcha. You can tilt the motor far enough. Nothing else has to be removed. That's awesome. So got it in there, got up. Now, the trans cross member, uh, the trans mount does not sit in the exact same spot. Um, mm -hmm. Without like quoting exact measurements, I think what I had to do, I had to cut out the center of the trans cross member. Mm-hmm. Lower it a little bit, weld in a piece. So I modified it myself with a welder. So this yeah. took a little bit of fabrication knowledge. Mm -hmm. I had to drop the center of the cross member maybe an inch. Okay. And I had to bring the holes, I think, backwards maybe two inches. That's not too bad. No. I yeah. just welded a little plate in there. Uh, worked out great. Boom. Now it bolts in. Use the stock mount. The mo stock trans mount. That's awesome. That's, that's stock, what I like about it. Stock trans mount bolted to the G56. That was one of the issues I ran into on Project XJ was figuring the trans mount. To make it work right, the so the kit that I put in that had that lower subframe, mm -hmm. it's a Skyjacker, the original Rock Ready kit, yeah, for an automatic. Oh, okay. So I had to figure out how to make it work for a manual, and it's basically mark and redrill the holes. Yeah, that's that's yeah. This wasn't quite a redrill. <coughs> you did have to you have to notch out for a little bit yeah. of room with the transcross. I was member. just pissed because I had everything all nicely painted with that nice green epoxy paint, and it looked great, and then I screwed it up. <laughs> it looks like crap now. Um, as, a, as I previously said, uh, if I had a four-wheel four drive, it would have bolted in. That would have been the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I had two more issues because it was a two-wheel drive. One, it did not have a slip yoke transmission mm -hmm. like the original did. So I had to have my drive shaft redone with a flange on the front of it. Gotcha. So if you're going to do a two-wheel drive swap G56... I'm going to tell you right now, I had to buy that flange brand new, and at the time it was like 170 bucks. Mm -hmm. So if you happen to have that availability at the junkyard, <laughs> either cut it off, torch it off, try to get the front drive shaft flange, because the, yeah. the whole drive shaft's probably not going to work. I never tried getting one out of yeah. like a... You mean the front flange of the rear drive shaft? Front flange, front flange of the rear drive okay. shaft, yeah. Uh, for a two-wheel drive only. Yes. Yeah. Because it's got a flange. Um, try to get the flange and bolts. You mm. need those because I had to buy those. Yeah. The second thing that you need to try to get if you're two-wheel drive is, well, actually, no, it'd be your four-wheel drives as well. Either transmission, if you want your reverse light to work, mm. the reverse light sensor on those used a special German little sensor. Yeah. And uh, it had a proprietary plug. It had a proprietary oh. plug. Ooh. little tiny pins on it. Yeah. I called all these Dodge dealers, and I'm like, I just need a, a harness. Like, I just need the plug. I need, you yeah. know, the fix. And every single one of them told me it's an entire underbody harness, and it, was, it wasn't it it was wasn super expensive. I want to say it was in the, like, $500 range, but I wasn't going to buy that just for a plug. That's for, stupid expensive. Yeah. For well, the, for a whole for harness. That. Well, 
for a whole well, that's what I'm saying. For a whole harness, it wasn't expensive just to buy the plug. Yeah. No, yeah. but so I called a bunch of yards. <laughs> a bunch of yards were like, "No, we're not cutting that off a good harness." <laughs> um, yeah, the few that had it, mm-hmm. uh, including the place I got it from. Yeah. So I ended up taking a couple of micro female connectors, little tiny ones, because mm-hmm. it's pins in the inside. Yeah. Slid them right down in there. I made I crimped them to some wires, mm-hmm. slid them right down in there onto those pins. Yeah, epoxy the crap out of it. Uh, yeah, and then I filled <laughs> it with uh, silicone. That works too. Just clear silicone. Yeah. And it worked till the day I got rid of the truck. Nice. My last thing, which on a... Four-wheel drive would not be an issue. On a two-wheel drive, it was because on a two-wheel drive NV4500, the tail housing has your speedometer sensor going up to 97. Oh, no. Now, the four-wheel drives is on the back of the transfer case. Gotcha. The 98, they started taking the signal from an ABS sensor. <laughs> nice. I had to figure out how to do the same way. So using the 97, because it was a switchover year for the second-gen Dodges, Mm -hmm. I picked up the ABS tone off the rear axle. Nice. And I went to Dakota Digital. That's a company. And for about 90 bucks, I got got a a converter box. And I think they just called it their tone ring converter. Okay. And it literally, you can play with the switches on it for the different pulses. Yeah. And you could look at the pulses with a multimeter, and I can't, my mind, if I went back to the old build thread, maybe I could say what it was, but mm. it was like I had to switch so many up, so many down. Yeah. But you could figure it out yourself if you bought oh, yeah. one. And I ended up taking that tone from the rear ABS sensor, cutting into, and I do remember this, there's a blue wire in the harness right behind the cluster, and that's your speedometer wire. Mm-hmm. Cut that off, hooked it to the Dakota digital sensor, and my speedometer was within, according to my GPS, it was within like 1.5 miles an hour accurate. Nice. So, uh, and, Very and nice. the cool thing with the Dakota digital one is you could actually sit there and you could push a button to adjust the speedometer up and down. So, oh, I wow. went down the road with my GPS. Yeah. And then when I was like right at 65, I sat there hitting a button until my speedometer went 65. Nice. So, it worked out really well. That's awesome. So, that was the last thing I had to do to it. And, yeah. um, I ended up taking this truck, my test drive. I still remember this. I took the family. We went out to dinner that night, and I was like, well, I just finished the swap. I didn't even have the bottom of the dash on because I had to be in there for the Dakota Your Digital family stuff. family trusted you to drive them and something you just built for yeah, the first time. you know, <laughs> sketchy, huh? So yeah. I get in this thing, and uh, the shifter worked uh, fine, but the shifter boot was a little tall, a little stretched, but it still worked. Yeah. I got it in there. It just it looked a little funky. I could have built something different, but yeah. it worked. I'm gonna have to deal with that on Project XJ because the part of the tower actually comes through the floor. On oh, it. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I go, I go to shift this thing. Well, the NV4500 reverse is down and to the uh, right. Uh-oh. G56 reverse is over and up to. The, Oh, so boy. first gear and reverse, first gear creeper and reverse are right next to each other on that. Uh oh. So it's complete opposite. And I didn't it's do just, anything. I didn't run oh, into anything. Me. But it took, I got to say, probably about two weeks to get used to that oh, shift pattern geez. being kind of backwards. That's why I don't know if I could. My, my brother's uh, JK's uh, uh, six speed. Mm. And I, I, I've seen the shift patterns and I just I question it because it's like. I'm just used to, you know, one, two, three, four, five, reverse. And it's it, it's just goofy to me. Well, with three, with three <laughs> 73 rear gears, 
uh, and a 12 valve Cummins that had, was tweaked a little. Fuel plate had been tweaked and mm-hmm. it had a boost elbow on it. So I was, I, I never had it on a dyno, but I had it to a diesel shop and that guy was estimating I was around 400 horsepower with it. Nice. Um, now there's guys putting a thousand horsepower. Oh, on yeah. them, but I was, I was probably around 400 horse. I, could put that down into second gear, which was really your first gear. First gear was yeah. creeper, you know. Yep. And I took off from that. Even towing a forty-two foot trailer behind me, I rarely ever used first gear. Nice. Um, so it was second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. Um, with the slightly better, because I went from a .85 overdrive to a .74 overdrive. Nice. If I was completely unloaded, my best fuel and guys will call me a liar i don't care call me a liar i hand calculated every tank when i was trucking mm-hmm. my best tank ever i did 31 miles a gallon oh. but out of a, out of a three-quarter ton dodge truck nice but disclaimer that was the only weird one i ever had happen for the most part unloaded as long as i kept it under 2000 rpm i got about 27 28 with that truck nice very very respectable yeah out of a, out of a full-size truck so here, here's my final question on the thing was it worth it? Um, taking, taking, factoring in the fact that to replace it with NMV forty five hundred versus that cost versus your total cost was the difference worth it? If that uh, makes sense. New clutch, new NMV forty five hundred, or rebuilt one, I would have been about two grand. Okay. Okay. Um, conservatively, maybe up and down a little bit depending on which part of the yeah. country you're in. I had about forty two fifty into the whole swap doing the G fifty six. I turned around and put almost sixty thousand miles on that with my truck mm. within a year, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little more than that. Drove it to Alaska with that transmission. Yeah. Um, did all sorts of stuff with it. Never let me down whatsoever. Yeah. When I closed down that business when I got divorced, mm-hmm. I sold that truck to my dad, mm-hmm. who turned around and ran it for his business. From 2013 until last year, mm-hmm. and they when I sold them that truck, it had, um, I think about 595,000 miles on it, Jeez. and the odometer stopped working just just shy of 600. Yeah, and then he drove it for all those. In his company, they averaged 30, 40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing probably had 700,000 miles on it when it died, and that trans was still. And once he died, the frame actually rotted out on the truck. Yeah. Trans and tra- engine were fine nice. still all those years later. So, yes, nice. it was worth it. Um, That's awesome. I would say so. I would say so. Um, you know, we ran a little long this time. I think we kind of hit most of the things. Oh, uh, yeah. In the after show, I want to tell you a little bit about plans for our future studio here. Okay. And so if people are interested in hearing that, you need to go to John. Actually, you've got your list. Yeah, I got my paper. You right got your here. list. You tell them where they're going to hear about the plans for our future <clears throat> studio here. Well, you just said on the after show. Well, yeah, but how can they find the after show? <laughs> By listening to it. John, tell them where. <laughs> so for bonus content, like our after show, the end of the end of the trail show. Wow, I blanked out for a moment there. Uh, check us out, patreon.com slash radio. Get access to that. It's those $2 a month. Uh, if you do have any questions, comments about any of our episodes, feel free to get a hold of us or join and get a hold of us on the 4x4 Talk page on Facebook. Uh, leave us a comment. You can search 4x4 Talk on Facebook. A couple quick questions get you on there or facebook.com slash groups slash 4x4 Talk. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, first off, I'm going to apologize. <laughs> uh, but make sure to hit the thumbs up at the bottom of the player and sub- hit subscribe so you see more content from us in the future. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew, the producer. Without him, this would not be possible. And as always, thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody.